Hi guys, my name is Rodney Kombe. On the fourth episode of Unscripted, I'm super excited to introduce to you Ngosa Walia, who is my special guest. So we as Unscripted strongly believe that every person has a unique story to tell. And once that particular story is told in a pragmatic fashion, the people that can listen to that particular story can actually positively benefit once they resonate with that particular story. So on today's episode, my special guest is here to share his Unscripted story. And I strongly believe that the listeners out there would definitely benefit a lot from what is going to be shared. So Ngosa, welcome to Unscripted. Thank you so much, Rodney, for having me. I mean, it's it's an amazing opportunity to have uh, this platform where we can share our Unscripted story uh, stories in the hope that they inspire other people, they motivate other people. And so thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Thank you so much for accepting to be a part of this podcast i know we are in different time zones in different countries but we'll get to that later on and we also understand that it's been a structurally connect in such a manner but we thank this is we thank god that we have this opportunity to actually just you know meet in such a way and let's get into it so ngosa who Mm -hmm. is ngosa how do you identify yourself as 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 a person i I understand that we we go way back and you know we've had all these encounters from from our childhood days but you know the listeners out there would want to get to know you better so who's Ngosa? Okay okay I mean totally we do go way back and I think we're going to get into that uh, very soon but then uh, for the question who who am I you know to be honest this is a question that I dread being asked because it is so wide and it's so deep it's sort of like an existential question you, you never really know how to answer it best right but then I could talk about a bit about my background and some of the things that um, I love to do some things that I do and some of the values that I hold dear right and uh, my background is that I am Zambian I am Bemba by tribe I was born in Zambia I I was born in Chipata specifically, but then I grew up in Lusaka. And so I'm a Zambian citizen, I'm African, I'm a citizen of the world. I Some of the things I do by profession is that I am an electrical engineer. So I did do a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. And I am passionate about that. I, I love science, I love mathematics, and I love technology and its evolution over the years. It's something that really interests me. I am currently studying a master's in energy engineering this time, not electrical engineering. And so that is sort of what I do. I I guess the thing that I would say I am more passionate about more than my engineering stuff is music. So I love music. I love to sing. I play a bit of guitar, a bit of piano, and I love to just share my mind through music itself as an art using some of my, my social media platforms. And uh, some of the values that I hold dear are, you know, love, community, uh, humility. I am a Christian by faith. And so I like to think of my purpose as being able to reflect the image of God's character himself to other people. That is showing love to them, being compassionate and just bringing a sense of joy and love to whoever who comes into my sphere of influence. And so that is basically how i would define myself in a few sentences 
Wow, that was a robust description about about yourself. It's so rich, and I can't help but just you know try to tap into the different aspects of life that you're just bringing to light. You're an engineer, you're into music, and you love God. It's just amazing to meet you know such a person who has all those attributes about them. And I feel in your description of yourself, you actually attempted to answer my next question: is what do you think lies in you that makes you unique? as a person okay uh what what lies in me that makes me unique well firstly i would say that the very fact that i exist makes me unique right so i think each one of us is unique in this if we exist on this earth it means that we are unique because if you think about it this way in all of history okay there has never been anyone who has had the particular skill set or talents or personality that you have in that particular combination you see and so the very fact that we exist on this earth and that we are human beings makes us especially unique but then aside from that i would say some of the other things that make me unique is just uh, again a combination of some of the things that i love so i have a sort of scientific mind you know my mind has always been drawn to like science and mathematics from way back in my childhood days and i love that aspect of myself but at the same time i love the more uh arts and culture and music and i enjoy that as well and i try to mix both worlds you know both parts of my brain i guess and i guess that is something that i would say makes me unique my personality i love to I love to go out with people, I love to chat, I love to have uh, enriching conversations, but at the same time, I love to be alone and I love to just, uh, you know, get into my corner and be in my own element. So I think that particular combination, I guess, I would say is what makes me uh, unique. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. So um, I would want to get to know you better, especially from the professional side of things. But obviously that is going to start from, you know, your academic journey altogether. We both went to same high school, (laughs) St. Clement Secondary School. How has been your academic journey? How did you find yourself in the School of Engineering? How did you find yourself in Italy and doing what you're doing now? Are you able to run us through that process? And in that particular narration of how you've transitioned life through all those stages, are you also able to comment on some of your experiences in terms of maybe the opportunities that are availed to people? Do you think every average Zambian who's in, in, in this country today would probably have a, a equal opportunities as, as, as you have? Mm, okay, okay. That's a loaded question. <laughs> um, so my academic experience has been it's been a roller coaster to be honest um i began in like i said so i I grew up in lusaka so i was at livala basic school for i was actually at a private school called twinkle star i remember from like baby class to grade two or three and then i went to livala basic school where i studied up to grade nine and after grade nine I, after I passed my grade nine exam, I went to St. Clement Secondary School, which was in Mansa. First of all, that was a, that was a huge change for me, I would say, because it was like nine or eight hours away from where I used to live. And so I had, so I had to travel and I would stay there for about three months and then come back during the holidays. 
and you know getting used to the new environment the new culture so to say it was in Luapula in a province called Luapula a city called Mansa that's where I studied uh, St. Clements and so I remember going to St. Clements in grade 10 and then I met this very very strict prefect <laughs> uh, the academic prefect and it was <laughs> it was Rodney Kombe you know and, and that is how how he, how I got to know him and I think he didn't know me in grade 10 because grade 12s never really care about grade 10 so Rodney just didn't care about us we were just two <laughs> 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 uh, anyway go on <laughs> yeah but but anyway so uh, St. Clement's was uh, a, an experience that defined uh, many aspects of the way I view life and many and it helped me to get to know who I was and how I could relate to other people so for example I got really interested in jets and uh, I, I kid you not when I say that Rodney Kombe is actually one of the reasons why I got interested into things like jets and things like the debate club you know, and these things allowed me to sort of build a confidence within myself to say, wait, you know, I can actually do something like this if I put my mind to it. And so St. Clements was a great experience. I had um, several achievements from there. I, 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 I think I was one of the highest students in, in the years that I was there. I, um, let's see, what else, what else? I, in the Jets, uh, one of the Jets as well, I, was, I, I remember I participated in the Mathematics Olympiads and I was proud to be, you know, second in Wapula. So that was something that I that I still hold up to now. And so in brief, I would say St. Clements opened me to some of the talents, the natural talents that I had, and also some of the things that I could learn through practice. And that is one thing that I appreciate about St. Clements. And it also taught me how I could sort of learn to um, live alone, to be independent, and to sort of grow up much more quickly than if I had just stayed home. And later did I know that this is much uh, important for the later stages of my life. So that was St. Clements, right? <laughs> and then uh, fast forward to uh, after I finished St. Clements, I passed my grade 12 exams and I started applying for scholarships really. And one of the reasons why I got into that is because my brother himself, my brother, I have a, I have a brother, well, I didn't even mention my family, but I have two brothers and I have a younger sister and my mom. And so in late 2016, 2017, so I started thinking about scholarships, say, okay, what do I want to do? Where do I want to be? And because my brother had this experience of studying abroad in Russia, it, it really just motivated me to say, you know, this is actually possible. I don't need to limit myself to Zambia. I could go out there, I could see the world, I could learn from some of the best uh, academicians in the world. And so that is just the mindset that I had from the beginning to say, I would love to travel the world. I would love to learn uh, from in different countries. And so I began trying I tried China, I tried Russia, and through all of those, I did not get it at first, you know, and that was a huge blow for me. So I tried the China one, I did everything, I had good results, it didn't work. I tried, I tried the Russian one as well, it didn't work. And finally, the Algerian one came. And once the Algerian one came, I applied for that one, 
and this one was this one did give a positive response and uh wow i mean there's just so many details right now i'm trying to <laughs> put things in yeah. order yeah and so uh yeah so initially i wanted to study medicine right because growing up i was always told ah, no you know because when growing up they say oh you have to be a doctor you have to be a doctor but then the when i tried to apply to the algerian one i thought about it say i mean I really want to be taken on this one because already I had missed the other ones. And then the medical field was very, very much competitive compared to the engineering field. And though I didn't love, in the beginning, I didn't love engineering as much, but I was like, you know, I, I still want to go out. I want to have the best chance to go out. I applied for the engineering and I was taken on that one. And I landed in Algeria, spent the first year learning French. So, bonjour, comment ça va, je m'appelle. <laughs> yeah. First, I spent the first year learning French and three years of my life there I studied and I acquired my bachelor's degree in electrical engineering and that was uh, last year in 2021. So towards the mid of 2021 I began applying for scholarships actually just searching for them on the internet and a friend sent one link you know i was like let me just try it let's see and it was to a school in padova a school in italy in a city called padova and i applied to the university of padova and that is where you know i got the admission i got the scholarship and like wow this was amazing so let me let me try it out and see where life takes me now and so this is how i i found myself in Italy and there's, you know, there's so many other things that were going on, but basically I would say this is how I found myself in Italy. These are opportunities that are available. They were there on on the internet. I didn't have to know anyone. I literally just submitted, searched for scholarships, submitted my application and uh, thanks to God, everything went well. And so that's how I found myself studying at the university where the great Galileo, Galile, Galilei Galileo actually taught. <laughs> Something wow. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's something huge. The telescope guy, right? <laughs> the telescope awesome. guy. Awesome, awesome. You know, I was so fascinated with that name growing up. But it's so amazing to note that we have somebody who's actually living the dream and, you know, attending university at, uh, you know, an institution where the great man himself actually, you know, lectured. So this is something that is, is so huge. Quickly, yeah. I would want you to help me understand how do you strike a balance between managing your academic affairs and also tapping into your 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 talents you are a very very prolific musician and we do love to hear you play your guitar you know watching your youtube videos how do you manage to juggle university life and experiences and studying with tapping into your, your your talents okay okay uh thank you very much so this this is something that um i i have constantly had to change the way i manage my time basically because every i've noticed that every stage of my life i have had to change strategies i've had to change the way i deal with it because every new stage or every higher stage that you get to in life requires a new version of yourself you know and so it is something that I've had to work through. So for example, 
during my bachelor's degree, I I studied at a relatively small university, and so I I used to have uh, quite a bit of time afterwards to you know do my music and you know make videos, make travel vlogs, and things like that. Just sort of release my creative side. But the trick to making it all work was the time management aspect of it, and time management I think is is a skill it's a it's a skill it is like a muscle it is something that you need to practice over and over to such an extent that it becomes part of you it becomes second nature and that is what i try to do throughout my experience in algeria so i would uh, i would actually do this i would actually use my uh, i would actually say okay the time if i want to have time to play guitar and and play music and do what i love to do what i enjoy to do I am going to make sure I finish all the academic work that I have so that I have all the time left. I'm going to devote it to doing the things that I find fun, right? And so it involved a lot of planning ahead. That is one thing that I would perhaps uh, encourage people who find themselves in a situation where they can't manage their time, planning ahead. For me, it was writing down some of the things that I wanted to do for the next day. So I would write down to say, okay you have this homework you have this assignment you have this for tomorrow this is what you have to do this is what you have to finish and once you finish those you can use all the time that you want to do whatever you want and that's sort of the habit that i got into and so the next morning i would wake up do what i have to do so that later on i could do what i want to do and that is something that really helped me um oh. yeah yeah and once i came to to Italy, it became a bit different because the, it's a bigger university and the work is more involving. And I have tried to maintain a balance by using uh, Saturday, so the weekend. I have set, for example, Saturday as a day of rest for myself. And so it's a day where I sort of detach from all my academic work. And I usually meet up with a group of friends at my church and we sing and we play. I haven't been able to make as many videos as I would like now but I still keep my, the creative aspect of my mind uh, working through some of these activities. And so it is something that I guess I am, you know, I'm constantly trying to refurbish, I guess, my time management. Wow, that's, 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 that's good. I've, I've learned one or two things. So let's talk mental health, really. Um, mental health, I mean, it's not all the time that somebody will be motivated or have the impetus or energy to want to do something. You see what I mean? So mm-hmm. in your lowest moments, really, how do you best deal with situations where you are so low, but then you need to get up because you wrote something and you're supposed to stick to the plan? You see what I mean? How, 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 how do you work around life when you're at your lowest and maybe battling things to do with mental health? Oh wow, oh wow. Mental health, I mean, and we've seen in the in the recent um, these recent days the effects of neglecting our mental health. So many young people taking their own lives, you know, people in their prime and you wonder why would they do such a thing. Mental health is an important aspect that I began to think a lot about, especially towards the end of my bachelor's degree in in Algeria. And so it was something that I knew existed, but it isn't something that I did, um, that I did, uh, let's say intentionally, right? This is something that I thought about intentionally. But I would say, and I'll just share this experience perhaps, the time that I came to Italy, right? 
I, I thought, you know, it would be the best time of my life because I'm like, okay, I've gone to the great Italy. I'm now in Europe. But once I reached um, Italy, it, it just took a huge toll on my mental health because all of a sudden I was alone. You know, in Algeria, I had friends from Zambia. You know, we would meet up, I had friends, we would talk, and that would really help out my, my mental health, right? But then when I came to Italy, I was all alone. In the city where I am, there is only one Zambian, one other Zambian lady, and she's a bit far away. Yeah, and so it took a huge toll on my mental health. You know, the system itself was very difficult. I And I found myself in a situation where I couldn't study, I couldn't do anything, and, and so, I couldn't even ask for help because you know when you move to a new to a new country and let me just mention this perhaps when you when you move to a to a new country people outside might think ah, he's doing fine now he's a scholarship is everything and everything but the initial stages are really difficult you need to settle down you need money but then you can't ask for money from home because you know they expect you to have the money and so I, I did go through a series of difficult situations. I lost large amounts of money. I reached a point where how am I, how am I going to survive? But through that all, you know, I just had to pick myself up. I, I had to, to begin to understand, to say, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay. You know, in Algeria, for example, I had, I, I constantly did well in my studies, but when I came here in the first semester was really bad. You know, I was surprised at myself because I had never had this experience of failing or finding difficulties. But when that happened, it was like a huge blow to me. And so I had to stop myself and say, listen, you are a work in progress. It's okay to not know these things. This is the first time you're meeting these challenges. This is the first time you're going through such a thing in life. If you're trying to achieve something extraordinary, you're going to have to give in an effort that you've never given before. And this might take a huge toll on your mental health. But it's not the end. It's not the end. You don't need to, you know, pity yourself all the time, have this self-pity and say, okay, things are difficult, so I should just give up, let me take my life, or let me uh, just drink alcohol or be addicted to drugs or whatever it is. For my life, it requires a new me. And if I want, I could sit down and languish in all my sorrow, or I could actually rise up to the challenge and this challenge and allow this challenge to make me stronger mentally and so this is how i sort of picked myself up and one I, I would say the turning point was when i found a small community of uh believers you know once i found that community i was like okay at least these are people that i can talk to these are people that i can explain myself to and i i, I saw the importance really of having people around you positive people around you it changes your perspective and it gets you out of your own head and so i mean th that is sort of how my experience was and at this point now i just say you know whatever comes comes you know whatever comes comes i'll be ready for it if it's not going to kill me it's going to make me strong wow 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 that's that's so powerful you know um when i was thinking of of of, of developing this this podcast and the concept and all what mm -hmm. was at the back of my mind was also having to create an avenue a platform where people come and as they're sharing their story 
it also needs to ignite something in them be it a sense of healing or satisfaction and i can really take note of how you know the, the emotion and the energy that you 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 you're pouring out is actually yeah. flowing you see what i mean it has this authenticity and i feel there's a reason why this podcast is called unscripted because we want to get to know you for who you are because when people for instance back home like me maybe look at you will probably think no my brother my friend is actually living the best time of his life but we may neglect the fact that you are probably going through so much there is that cultural shock there is you living in a different country governed by different laws their system is different and for you to adapt that in itself really messes you up and i'm delighted to note the fact that even though you had to undergo you know all that you've still managed to find sanity and just you know stay true to who you are and you know you're doing something that is great and i feel that is very very commendable on your part thank you thank you so much for mentioning that and allow me as well to just commend the idea behind this podcast you know unscripted when when we tell our, our stories in an unscripted fashion it takes away the pressure to perform you know to be honest once you reached out to me for this one right i was thinking okay i need to google the best quotes so that i should sound very <laughs> very deep very you know but then when you explain to me that no the, the idea behind it is just to be free in your own element and now i get to see that is actually something that is therapeutic for the person speaking and also for people that are listening it's important that we we share our stories each one of us has got a story and once it is unscripted it means that there's the pressure to perform is in there the pressure to be viewed as this strong always perfect person isn't there it allows us to be human and 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 being human itself means that we have a certain uh, uh, level of weakness and we need to embrace it we need to embrace it as a part of ourselves and so this is an amazing thing that you're doing and scripted thank you thank you thank you so much <laughs> yeah. thank you so much I'm, i'm i'm truly humbled by your kind sentiments but quickly mm-hmm. um i would want to get to know how you're being of impact as a person you have all these attributes you know all these elements that you've talked about but how do you think you're using all the things that make you who you are to actually you know be relevant and just be of positive impact to people that are around you in your country and just your community as a whole okay so uh, there's several ways that i try to find uh find purpose there's several ways that i try to provide value to the people that are in my sphere of influ- influence and so i guess the first one uh, if we talk about i'm i'm big on education you know i have friends <laughs> just yesterday i had a friend who was telling me but you ain't go sawai temwishe school why because he he i he called me when i was knocking off from school and that was around 20 21 hours that's what i was saying no just knocked off from school it's been a long day as why temwisha sana school and for me i found that that is one thing that i'm passionate about i'm passionate about education and especially now that i have uh, entered into the world of energy engineering uh energy energy itself is is one of the major causes our need for energy is one of the major causes of climate change and that is something that i have uh, 
become big on sort of something that uh, sets my soul on fire to speak about uh, climate change, to speak about what's happening to our environment because of the way in which we produce energy, you know, fossil fuels and all of these fuels that produce carbon dioxide that, you know, and the greenhouse effect and all of that. And so, and so through this education that I have received and that I am receiving, I have volunteered with some organizations where we have uh, taught some online courses on climate change, sensitizing young people and children on how they can be eco-friendly, how they can use things in such a way that it does not degrade the quality of our environment. And that is something that um, it sits really close to my heart because the more I learn about it, the more I see that there's so much that we could do and each one of us has to be a voice for the change that we want to see. As well as in music, perhaps, I have noticed that in, in my music, many people uh, reach out to me through my Facebook page and they tell me, you know, we love what you're doing. I'm inspired by, by you. I want to learn how to play guitar. And that makes me smile. You know, that makes me feel like what I am doing has some value that it's given to the people uh, that are in my sphere of influence. And so I would, I would perhaps encourage people who are listening to say, each one of us, um, we have something, you know, we have talent, we have strength, we have powers. We need to tap into that aspect of ourselves. We need to tap into those unique ideas, those things that you think will be weird or those things that you think nobody would uh, appreciate. You need to tap into those, those aspects of yourselves and be fearless about them regardless of what the people say. People will say, no, you are a nerd. I had so many people, for example, tell me, ah, no, you are a nerd, you just... And I say, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because that's the part of my... That's, that's what sets my soul on fire. That's what gives me fulfillment and satisfaction. And so whoever is listening, be comfortable in your own skin. For fun doesn't have... Fun could mean different things to different people. For others, fun or for others, in things that are interesting would be going out to party. That's okay. For others, it would be going out to, you know, to play or to do whatever it is. But fun could also be just sitting in your room and reading a book. Fun could be you going out to do some charity. You have to define what is fun, what is fulfilling, what is uh, purposeful for yourself. And you have to be relentless about it. And that is just the 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 mentality that i have that i have adopted i have this motto i like to go by it says if i die i die to say i will do whatever i have to do i will try out new things i will try to exploit all the strengths and all the weaknesses and all the skills that i may have regardless of what it may take if i die i die i'll take that risk and i will see what comes out of it so um <laughs> i don't know if i've drifted away from the question no, but anyway. no, 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 no. you've not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's sort of how i uh, i think about wow. it wow thank you so much Ngosa. i'm truly humbled to have hosted you on unscripted it's been fun working with you it's been very insightful and i've really learned so much from this discussion that we've had and i'm hoping that the listeners out there would definitely get to benefit a lot from these things that we have just discussed today. What are your last words? <laughs> last words. Um, life, life, 
I think is too short to sm- to to play small with with our talents. We were born into the responsibility to become legendary. I truly believe that, and we've been built to you know achieve master work level projects. We've been designed to realize important things in this life. We've been designed and constructed to be a force for good on this tiny planet. And so step into that and own it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Walia. Thank you so much, Rodney Kombe. Have a pleasant afternoon. Okay, thank you so much for having me.